Hi, thanks for tuning in to the Potteries Pubcast and joining myself, Adam Gratton, for a stop-off at the local watering holes and hostelries around Stoke-on-Trent in North Staffordshire. Over the next six weeks of this pilot series, I'll be here to take you on a pub quarrel with a difference over the airwaves, as I call in at some of the much-loved pubs, old and new, across the city and region, while also getting an insight to the life of some local breweries along the way. It's my hope to champion these cornerstones of local communities and show the importance they hold for many in being destinations to meet and converse with friends, family and new acquaintances. I must confess is a bit of a passion project too, as this is not completely a selfless act. I've long held an interest in the place that the local has and how pubs have continued to support, shape and bring together the people and to strengthen communities, to make a social impact and record the heritage, whilst I suppose not forgetting being a place to get a decent pint poured. From opening their doors to weary workers of the pot banks, mines and steelworks of the industrial past of the area, to playing a role in being in formal meeting rooms for unions, protests and creative discussions, the pubs of the region have poured pints to the likes of Josiah Wedgwood to Robbie Williams and many more in between. However, most importantly, for the people of the area and communities that we live in, it is these working class institutions which have endured war, economic upheaval and significant change over the centuries and decades, who hold the heritage and history of where we live in their very walls. Now, with recent challenges and impacts brought on by the coronavirus pandemic, they need our love and support more than ever to stave off their demise. As I for one believe the absence of a local pub is an unsettling prospect, one which can have a negative impact on the communities we live in. So, what better place to start the Pottery's Pubcast and our Pottery's Pubcast pub crawl than in a place which embodies the very ethos of community and heritage in the Pottery's as we call in at the Coachmakers in Hanley and chat to publican Rob Legger. So, pull up a seat around the table or a stool at the bar and listen to the first episode of the Pottery's Pubcast. I'm here with Rob Legger, the publican and landlord of the Coachmakers Arms in Hanley. And he's here to have a chat to the Pottery's Pubcast about everything and anything that includes local community pubs and what it takes to keep on going in this current climate. Thanks for joining us on the podcast, Rob. No problem, Adam. A pleasure. So, I suppose it's starting at the beginning with the obvious question. How have things been going with the pandemic and through the lockdown? Uh, they haven't. <laughs> No, we've we shut the pub this time um, since the lockdown. I can't remember lockdown two or lockdown three, but yeah, we've from the fourth of November we've been closed. It's been not great to be honest. Um, we've had a small amount of support from the government that probably people know about. Uh, that's just kept our head above water, but in, in terms of incurring debt and things like that, that's happening now. You know, into personal savings to to keep the place open, but. I'm comfortable with that because I'm very confident that people will come back to pubs when everything's over and the messages I'm getting on social media is they can't wait to, to get back and to, 
some sort of normality. I think it's, yeah, it's got to be a really emotional roller coaster for, for yourself and your family. It's about the not just the economic side, but the the, you know, the time and commitment and effort you put into getting the coach makers, which has always been a real cornerstone and um, well supported for um, keeping it going. Uh, how has it been? Just for a looking after kind of day to day basis and with yourself and just coping with you know your your, your own state of mind through lockdown as well as running a, a place like the Coachmakers. In terms of state of mind, I'll answer that first. It's more about just keeping myself busy and always having something new. Um, been working on a couple of projects. One of them um, is Aop Duck Radio. We've got a radio station based at the Coachmakers now, so that has kept me busy along with uh, another project that will come out in the in the near future. Um, but so it's a case of constantly keeping busy and, and just taking it for what it is and, and getting the best out best out of it that you can. What was the other part of the question? I think it's just really about how it's been affecting you day to day. The day to day challenges really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, again, I, I don't stop here all the time. I don't live at the coach makers, but you know, I do slip here now and again. Um, we have had one attempted burglary. Um, that someone tried to get in the backyard and with the cellar door flaps up. So it's again, it's just keeping eyes on things like that. So setting up CCTV cameras that if we can't be here, we can actually see what's happening. Um, and just making sure that everything's okay and everything's ticking over and just hoping that the, the announcement that the government did about the 12th of April was going to come, come through and counting that down really. So. Most definitely, I mean, you've got you've got that. It seems that things hopefully are going to start up easy enough, opening up more. We've got the seventeenth of May, so there's everything starting to gear up to you know, hopefully what's going to be a permanent reopening of the, the pub trade for yourself. Yeah, certainly. It's just those things where even after the lot, last lockdown, which was sort of three three and a bit months, you forgot what you got to do. You know what I mean? And, and things like that. You, so you fall because you're not doing it day to day. Even pulling apart, you think, all right, okay, <laughs> what? And you know, uh, like that saws on your hands, you get down and again. All that have gone and cleared up. So it's all the little bits. Anglers to turn into yeah, it's all, it's all that sort of bits, mate. To be honest, about uh, that's my only nervousness after last time. I was just like, first couple of days, it was like, how do I do this? And why do I feel so tired and things like that? But I'm expecting that this time. You know, I've had a good break, um, so it's. It's about just getting ready, making sure you've you've thought of everything as best you can. Um, you've got as much stock in as you can. Part of the sub, you know, this is a bath house and uh, that's now brewed by pedigree. So, what's the relationship um, been like with the breweries and the suppliers over the last few months? Uh, uh, again, they sort of just go dormant, so you don't hear from them again until it, it's all ready to go open. Um, so, again, it's just keeping in terms of keeping in the loop in terms of. Uh, what everyone else sees really you don't really get any sort of extra knowledge about it um but I've, I've been in touch with my suppliers and seen you know to see if we can get baths see if we can get this that the other regular staples um i think that the last time they focused on brewing the pedigree martin's pedigree and then did the bass afterwards so there might be a couple of a couple of weeks till we get any bass but um, I'm waiting to see on that. Yeah, well, I think um, any decent um, landlord with a salt will know where people will come for and why for a clear pint of bass, won't they? Definitely, mate. Definitely. That's the sort of staple of the pub, so 
So, what, so one thing I want to look into on the, the podcast is the importance that pubs like coach makers play in the community and why for a long time people have kept returning to them. It's, you, know, you can't simply just to be knocking all over the ale down your throat, which you'd say, you know, I know from my experience it certainly isn't. Mm. What's, your, what's your view of why they play such a crucial role in people's lives over the you know, decades? I think it's that, that bit of life you can't get anywhere else, social life in terms of you know, social engagement, talking to people, seeing people down the pub that you, um, you might not have seen for years, bumping into somebody that you might not have seen for years, or that regular, you know, we have, this, we have a, a set of guys that come in and use the snug, the room we're in now, on a Thursday night, and they do that like clockwork, and they call themselves the Thursday Club, all over 60, if you won't mind me saying that, some are a bit older than that, um, but they're all from different walks of life, it's the only time they see each other in the week, and if someone comes into the room while they're in here, they'll engage him and you know it's that camaraderie and all this together sort of thing and the banter that goes on between them it's just fantastic and being behind the bar just listening to it and being a you know a a participant by just chipping in now and again it it just makes you feel warm inside and they'll go away and they're up again see you next week and you know they've got allotments so they bring stuff in uh, some of them do own brew so they'll bring a little bit of tasting then and all that sort of stuff it's all that social side of things um that's just you know makes things tick and make makes people happy and that's just one room in the pub you know there's um other people that meet there's a couple of guys that come in and play chess every tuesday night um don't see each other all week and then just turn up and can we use this room have a game of chess i think so that's really stuff. important what you're saying then because he says those those relationships so there's a big you know, through the centuries the pubs have been an entity is that people bring you know you know what they might have grown down there at a lot and say yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. something you've got to trade whether that's you know to do with work or it's just to do with social or they meet you you know this is the only place they might meet it's uh, it really seems to be a, a service of um, and a place where people can rely on being there so they can you know have that outlet definitely uh you know we've got a cribs team we've got a domino's team so Monday, Tuesday, those teams meet up. Um, so it's pretty busy and active pub in terms of little um, little groups of people that get together for various reasons. And we sort of we expanded that a little bit, um, sort of two or three month, months into me taking it over. Um, we had the idea, because everyone comes in here and enjoys a pint and enjoys the real ale. Why don't we do a real ale trip? So we um, got... I think it was 32 people on two minibuses. Um, we, we did the Churney Valley Rail Ale Trail as a start off. So that this is the what we really we were chatting about earlier is the cask, which is a coach maker arms um, social club. Yeah, with a K. With a K. <laughs> just to, just keep that difference yeah. and noticeable. So yeah, and so you're organising trips for yeah, uh, and, the future for the local. local, local and that sort of for that sort of group, everyone come back and enjoyed it, and you know we had people from. Like thirteen to 30, to ninety one, including a couple of guys from, a couple of kids from Glasgow, believe it or not, that were down visiting the mate for the weekend. Definitely travelling far and wide. So um, but again, these and they said, "Oh, can we come with you? Because we've got nothing like this around Glasgow. We're going to see a steam railway." And they had the time of their lives. You know what I mean? Um, so that was a forty year old bloke with his two kids 
that come down and, and joined in. That was great. Um, but then we formalised that into Coachmakers Armed Social Club, which has become, uh, so we've got a committee, we've got a constitution, all this sort of thing. People pay a £5 membership for the year to get some discounts on trips. And we try and aim to do something every month. So we visit a couple of breweries. Um, the last one we did was um, the Limedale in, uh, in Stone. Right, so, so we went down to see Brad at it. Real good time. Um, he looked after us. Um, people asking the right questions. And Brad says, these normally take about an hour to do this. Why does this one took two hours? And I'll tell you why it is. Because people enjoyed it, asked the right questions. So I've been more offering. And we've built a real good relationship up, you know, um, through that because of that. And people know his beers, know his... So it, it all helps sort of local things. So you've got the industry supporting itself. Yeah, definitely, it definitely. Um, so we, we did a bus trip down to that down to there. We've also done bus trips to Southport Air Show for the day. We even had an overnighter in Blackpool. Uh, so again, it's that sort of, all these different groups that meet at different times during the week suddenly get together and they see people they don't realise come in the pub. So not everyone knows everyone in the pub because they come in, some people come late at night, some people come early in the evening. I've always noticed that a pub, always, a good pub, always seems to have plenty of regulars, but they don't necessarily all know each other. Yeah, they yeah. come in certain and that's, times. Yeah. That's a bit weird at times where you think, oh yeah, you know, Tony comes in at ten o'clock at night after finishing work for the last couple. Yeah, I, I've yeah, done that I don't, before. I don't, <laughs> yeah, who's he? Who's What's he look like? Never who, seen him. That's how we all say, who's that? Yeah, been coming years. But then I've when they get to know each other and there's something in common anyway, yeah. you know, there's spin-offs and that, and you know, you see people that. Uh, I've got a new circle of friends since since I've been here, and uh, you see that sort of thing happening in the pub, and it's, that's that's wonderful. You know, people make people feel um, at home when they come here. Um, I did something a little story I tell you about uh, an American guy and his girlfriend. They came over to look at the pottery, so they came in here one Friday night, and they were stopping just down the road by Emma Bridgewater and some Airbnb apartments. They come in here just try the public, Google it, and I will come try it because I like the real ale. Anyway, he comes, uh, looked after him, got to know him, recommended a few potteries, told him a bit of insight about, you know, things like Middleport and Gladstone and Wedgwood um, and all that sort of stuff and Emma Bridgewater, of course. They knew of some they didn't know of others. They went and did some tours, came back in on Saturday night, told me what they'd done, came back in on Sunday afternoon, told me what they'd done. And that uh, the lady that was with him, um, she... She, she was a potter, so uh, I think he was a Chelsea fan. They'd been to Chelsea while they were in London the week before. Oh. So they'd both been to Chelsea. I said, you can't support Chelsea if you're, <laughs> if you're a potter. He says, why? I said, well, there's a team called the Potters. So, yeah, it's a dirty word. That is when you're saying you're around the Potters. <laughs> so I took her. I found out where they were staying. They told me where they were staying. And I dropped in with um, some coasters and a lanyard, Stoke City lanyard. Dropped that off to them, left it there, and they've come back on the way home and give me a big thank, give me an organ, all that when you could organ all that, and said, right, I'm a Potter now, so I've got another stick fan. But the first lockdown, we did a, a scheme where um, I think Budweiser promoting a scheme where if you forward bought drinks, so you could have a voucher up to fifty pound, um, they'd they. So you got the £50 off the people that were sending it to you. And they'd also give you £50, so they'd match it to support 
pubs during the lockdown. So we did that, raised a bit of money through that. And the guy from America sent me 50 quid and said, I'll see you in August. Fantastic. And he's like, wow. He hasn't made it over yet, but I still owe you 50 quid, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I, I, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully yeah, eventually, it'll pick this up in America. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, um, that's, I mean, I suppose that leads on to that. You know, another part that's constantly picked up from the pottery is, is it, what a friendly place it is to, for people to come and visit as well. And it certainly shows by that that, you know, that the pubs are at the heart of that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We had we had little two recessions here. Um, the most recent one was again sort of a, a Thursday club type set of guys that come in, and they tend to come and do oh visit this pub, visit that pub, visit the other pub, and they'll look at we'll go to an area. So I think these guys were from somewhere like Burnley. Um, it was like the last of the summer wine crew, <laughs> basically come in the pub and oh yeah we're just doing a tour of Stoke pubs and all that sort of stuff. But it's really good when they choose to, you know, they run out of pubs and then come back to yours. Yeah. Which is a, you know. Where's the science? Yeah, so it's like you're doing something right. Uh, and again, you make them feel, you know, make them feel warm and friendly and they'll come back and enjoy it. And what's, uh, what do you get, a, what are you most looking forward to personally when it does start to really open up again and the regular punters come back? Everything we just talked about, really. Just that, you know, day to day banter and seeing different people. I'm sort of a, I'm not a professional networker, but I like helping people out and helping people, you know, if I know someone that can help someone else, I'll introduce them and tell them that. And I just love seeing that when you when you tell someone, you, you know, you introduce someone to someone, something and then they get on and they move on with something or they do, you know, whether it's, you know, we've done artwork, we've done projects, things like that, and, and helping people out with their projects and, and taking it on to a new level. That's great. I mean, the radio is a classic example of that where um, we set up a up dot radio in here um, in one of the bedrooms upstairs. So we split a bedroom into two half of its storage, half of its a studio now. So we've got about 20 different presenters that come and do a show once a week. Um, and then they'll come back down and have a chat. But there's all sorts of people from different walks of life that Without that, wouldn't have met each other, and without that, that's created a community in itself. Absolutely. I suppose what you're doing then is you sort of get sort of redefine what a pub is, and it's placing the you know, the local area to the people who live here in the communities. Exactly, uh, and again, it's what pub can be anything you want it to be, really, can't it? You know, it's just a, it's a community venue, uh, and I, I love seeing the coach makers as a community venue in terms of um, for all ages, all sort of groups one of the things we we were stopped doing by lockdown was um we just got a little bit of funding from a local councillor to do some things about loneliness so inviting people aged over 55 to come to the coach makers to have a bit of a um a meal or a, some snacks or whatever um that was wouldn't cost them anything but would get them out of the house and you know meeting other people so that's one thing I want to get going as soon as you know the pub, the pub can reopen again fully properly. Um, is that sort of helping reduce loneliness in the lo locality that people don't you know they might not feel confident about going out the door. Um, so we'll arrange lifts and things like that there and back. So that's another thing I want to get going as well about just trying to help the older community with loneliness. Oh, that's, that's fantastic! And again, Jack, I mean, I know from you yourself, you. 
even long before this pub, how you've been involved in the local community and there's you know, that network you were talking about. You know, I think a lot of people know you and who you are, what you do, and how much you're invested in the potteries and trying to support the people here. Um, so how how can people sort of get in touch with you to support you know and help help with these you know sort of projects with you know loneliness for example and just calling the pub and <laughs> say hello. Um, no, we've had that with, with the Outlook Radio and just said, oh, we've got a radio station here, what do I do to get involved? And we'll have a chat with him. And there's another guy involved called Dave Johnson. Not the signal radio Dave Johnson, but the real Dave Johnson, this is. He uh, lives in Badly Green. Um, but he's, we're a team that sort of, again, same sort of, why can't you on the radio? What what stops you getting on the radio? It's only your mindset that stops you. you you're interesting in You've got some sort of specialist knowledge, I guess, somewhere along the line. So we'll just help you eat that out of you. Um, we've got all sorts of people coming in and do shows now. And, and they're, they're loving life. They're loving just that sort of platform to, to go and talk about the thing they love. Um, and be good at it. And they are good at it. And they just I think you just need that little permission to do so. And a boost of confidence and some, you know, coaching to get them steer in the right direction. And, and away they go. And... Yeah, they do a good job, most of them. Most definitely, I think, you know, if anybody's pushed, you've got something, they've got an interest and passion to talk yeah, about. Definitely, it definitely. could be gaming, could be allotments, it could be <laughs> anything, couldn't it, really? Uh, but someone that somewhere that will share your interest. No matter how specialist it is, and, you know, we've got a platform there that can you can come to the pub and uh, share with people and can be broadcasted around the world. And I suppose being, you know, coming into a place like Coach Vegas, and you can know, tell us more about this, is that you know, it is a long standing pub. You know, it, it's, it's had its battles with, you know, savings yeah, and yeah, community yeah. here. And, you know, why do you think it's, I mean, the Luke Army to me, it's, it's very unique with its, you know, its central passage rate going yeah. down, splitting off down the sides. I mean, what is it about the Coach Vegas that's kept it enduring over all these years? I don't know. It's, again, it's that sort of place where you walk into and you feel. It's very homely, isn't it? It's got the homely feel, and we'll be tired of anyone that tries to change that. I think um, the reason, you know, I've never run a pub before before I had the coach makers, but I was as if in an hour, shall I get involved in a pub and think he should have, and you know, I, I had a look at one and it wasn't quite right. Um, but I always got fond memories of coming in the coach makers because I lived in Venton. If every ever came up handily either get the buzzer or get a taxi and you're waiting for a buzzer or a taxi and you're popping the coach makers and you always felt welcomed wherever you went in the coach you never felt you always felt at ease you always people engaged in conversation didn't know who they were but you went out feeling oh it's a nice place it's, it's just got that vibe about it that it's homely um it's how it would have been when your nan was here uh, i always say um and probably your nan's nan to be honest it's over 150 years old we, I'm trying to get to the exact date when it was built, but I can't. And I've had people like Mervyn Edwards helping me out with it, and Dave Proudlove's been looking at it from from those sort of things. But we're, we're trying to whittle down. We've had the university involved. And it's, it, seem, it does seem to look very you know, unaltered since it was very... Yeah, I think, I think the, the structure of it's unaltered. Obviously, the bars and things have changed. Yeah. And interesting to hear different stories, and there used to be caged birds in the back, apparently. Really? You know, sort of an aviary in the back room, yeah, which is now the lounge. But all these little bits, I'd like to get into some sort of history of the coachmakers yeah. um, somewhere along the line. Um, so yeah, it's 
it's got a certain magic and I don't know what it is, but I love it. Well, there you go. If you, anybody out there listening knows um, something or uh, about the history and heritage of the Coachmakers, please get in touch with them um, with, with Rob uh, at the Coachmakers. It's been great speaking to you, Rob. A really, uh, really insightful and really enjoy you know, having a chat with you about um, this fantastic pub, which also says, did you feel it's flying the flag now as a, one of the last few original pubs in the Potteries, given the sad news with the, the Leopard and Burzland closing? And, yeah, it's, um, a, it's a traditional heritage pub, and I hate seeing any, any heritage pub going, you know, the Leopard and Burzland's got you know, twice as old as the coach makers. So hopefully one day that may return to some sort of bar there. Um, I'd hate to see that lost. You know, I think while I'm alive, that obviously the coach makers go in and uh, they'll have to <laughs> carry me out if you want to shut the place again. Um, but I think, you know, we've got to save a heritage. Once it's gone, it's gone. We can't bring it back. It'll just be a pale shadow of, of what it would have been if you moved something. So, you know, a lot of people are passionate about Stoke-on-Trent heritage, things like bottle kilns, things like that. So, you know, we've got to keep our pubs going. Um, and I always think, you know, if these pub walls could talk, how many wars has it been through? How many? It's amazing. It's a really good point. The stories this could tell. Just, and they keep being unearthed week by week, so. I think you something there about the... the the industries around here and uh, you, know, you think about the workers and oh, yeah, um, yeah. The, the discussions that happen here from the, you know, the mines or the potteries or the steel works it's all you know it's places like the coach makers that those people have you know frequented for generations well we had a, used to have an old guy that came in um i think he sadly passed away now but he used to come in and just go in the back and there's like a a blue brick paved yard in the back uh, and it's got hollows and things like that. And you think, mm, you know, would, would you be able to build this now and get away with this now? It's there, so it's, it's got its historical status. But you just go sit outside on the step by the toilet and you think, why are you sitting here? And one day I just asked him, what are you sitting there for, mate? Well, it's in the front of the fire or wherever. He says, I love sitting here and just thinking about all the, all the people that just walk up and down this passageway. You know, the pot bank girls, the blokes from the pots and all this. And that was a space, you know what I mean? Mm. He just loved that sort of reminiscing. Wonderful. And that's what the pub's great for. Come back, reminisce. Have a see how things used to be. And have a nice pint as well. Most definitely. Definitely and um, I'll be looking forward to Coachmakers uh, opening up again soon and beginning for a nice bass. Cheers mate, and you're very well. Okay, well, that's last doors and drinking up time for this episode of the Potterers Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed our visit and chat with Rob at the Coachmakers in Hanley. Be sure to pay them a visit and tune in for the next episode in a week's time when we'll be popping along to Piccadilly's very own Bottlecraft and speaking to one of the co-founders there, Chris Wilson about their journey over the last several years since opening. Until then, you can find out more and get in touch with myself, Adam Grattan, and the Potters Podcast by going on Twitter and typing in at Community Podcast. Or you can email me at adamcgratton at gmail.com. Until then, 
drink responsibly, stay safe, and I'll see you next time on the Pottery Pubcast.